Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 64, uh, brought to you by Tea Leaf Tea, uh, Yesty Boys, and we have a new sponsor, Le Petit Chocolat, handmade chocolates made in Hastings, uh, available uh, via their website, which uh, will be in the show notes on, on offthetracks.co.nz. Um, really tasty, organic, you know, ethically made chocolate. Uh, this episode is me talking to Patrick Gower, or Paddy Gower, as you may know, uh, News Hub political editor, uh, formerly TV3 news reporter, New Zealand Herald crime reporter, New Zealand Herald political writer, uh, journalist for uh, the better part of 20 years. He's also uh, one, of, one of my dear friends, a guy I met on the very first day of university, so first day of university for both of us. We begin the podcast there talking about how long we've known each other and how we've known each other. Um, obviously across the last few years I don't get to see him very much, He's he's everyone's busy in their life and uh, he's certainly very busy. Um, we talk about the long journey of him in journalism, which I found interesting because I know some of this story already, but it was nice to reminisce and, you know, he, he gave me some of the best advice I ever could have had as a, as a writer and I, of course, being a dickhead at the time, I promptly ignored it, which is, uh, which is how I found myself in my murky little world of freelancing compared to him following the, the correct path, I guess. Um... So yeah, we talk about all that sort of stuff and then we talk about his great war stories. I mean, he's a guy who's been inside the White House. He's lobbed a couple of questions to then rank outsider Donald Trump, now president of, well, maybe he's not president by the time you hear this, hopefully. But uh, uh, he's, you know, interviewed, been at the foot of um, Obama holding a boom microphone, um, been in other other actual war zones outside of the beehive in the White House. So some incredible stories from him, some stories of, of fucking up, some stories of getting it right and uh, a real sort of um, he seems to me to be such a correctly ethically bound journalist so focused on the story and and doing the right thing by the story and I found that uh, you know very very motivating very inspiring and and just uh, you know he's a great he's not only a great friend he's a great raconteur so buckle up for a long chat with me and Patrick Gow or Paddy Gow from um, News Hub. What do we do? We reference, first of all, that, like, I met you my first day of university. Yep, and my first and day your, too. <laughs> your yeah. first day too, funnily enough. Yeah. And we, were in the, and we were in the same hostel? Yeah, we were in Victoria House. In 1995. Yep, that's right. And I, and, can, I can remember you. Yeah, and, like, and ditto. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I thought, um, and we got on pretty well. Pretty much yeah. straight away, I think. Like, well, we were in a queue to yeah. go to stay in Victoria House at, um, I think it was 262, the terrace, you yeah. know, to go up to Vic Uni. Yeah. And me and my mate um, from Taranaki, yeah. um, we, we were behind you and your mate from the Hawks yeah. Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were, I, I can't remember exactly what was happening, there was a couple of people in between us in a queue. Yeah. And I'd also seen you up at the uni, we were queuing up for the same thing, like, the same um, English class, yeah, yeah, the same yeah. history class, the same books, and then we're yeah. down at the same hostel. Yeah. And I, I, I remember you had your Havelock North hockey um, or, <laughs> God, or, or rugby jumper on. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, wow. and, and I, uh, all I can remember our connection, there were some people in between us in the queue, but you guys were sort of hearing jokes that I was saying and Down vice versa yeah, yeah. and vice versa you were sort of looking back going who are these couple of likely lads and we were looking forward to who are these couple of likely lads 
<laughs> and you know far out yeah yeah it's a long time 22 years so we were in touch right through university you did a politics degree yep i right. thought about doing an english degree and then I, um, <laughs> and then i did eventually finish that but you so you go to auckland straight after yeah, we'll go, go to, go go to Auckland and school? go and do journalism school and up there. that's one year? That was one year. So I did yeah. four, four years at Victoria University, my BA Honours in Politics. Yeah. Which started, you know, in doing English with you. I remember um, in the first year, English 105 up at the uni, and, um, you know, we were learning Jack Kerouac. Yeah, The, yeah, the, the, the Road, um, um, Allen Ginsberg. Yeah. Hal, you know, things that I'd never thought about reading you were a few steps ahead i remember you were pretty cool you had pulp fiction posters and you knew about themes <laughs> and movies and stuff like that and it yeah, yeah. took took a while yeah, to yeah. kind of catch up but that was that you know that was um uh, uh, something different for me coming from a sort of catholic school and, so i've and, seen and you I, 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 we probably never talked about this but i've seen you sort of be be quoted about this since uh, I know a little bit about your, I mean, I was at your 21st, I was at your wedding, you know, ditto, you weren't at my wedding, but you're invited, but you're at my 21st, so we know, we know a bit about each other's upbringings and background, but, so you grew up in New Plymouth, and what, I, what I've read about is that you weren't a great student at high school, you feel that you became a better student at university, and, and say for me, it was probably the opposite, for example, like I was probably a better student at high school. Yeah, and it took me a while to get going at uni as well. But yeah, definitely at school, you know, like, um, I, I was a terrible student. Yeah. You know, I was a, I, memory... I, I was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a fucking nightmare. So um, what was your focus? Was there one? No, well, you know, I was really uh, a disruptive person yeah, in the classroom. Mouth. A loud mouth. Yeah, know-it-all, but uh, and, um, yeah. unqualified know-it-all. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, um, you know, no concentration, and, yeah. um, you know, would just kind of scrape through and pass, and was, you know, was, you know, just... Const- God, fuck, man, I said I was a better student. You've actually just described what I was like at <laughs> school, so... Oh, you, but, know, yeah, and, you know, and, I- and, and, you know, I mean skinning your teeth sort of sort of thing you know yeah. I, was at, I was at francis douglas in, in new plymouth and, and 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 you know it just took a lot of forgiveness for them to kind of keep me in there yeah you, you know i i was i spent a lot of time out of the classroom and you know uh, and i wasn't on drugs but you know they'd ask my parents is he on drugs what's going on do you know what i mean really? i actually wow. i actually i actually wasn't yeah. you know and um <laughs> no i believe that but and, and, that question actually did come up yeah wow. yeah yeah, because you know, and I kind of believe that too, because you're pretty out there. Like I remember meeting you and going, and I can sincerely say this: I've never met anyone like that guy. <laughs> and I and I mean that in a positive way, like in a good way. But I can and I I can remember going like and probably debriefing with the mate of mine that you referenced, who's a good friend of yours, Bryn. Uh, now I but I went through school with him. I can remember sort of like, going, man, what's that guy about? Like he's intense. In, in a way that we'd never really experienced. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just, just me. And 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 and, and you know, I, when you look back on it, when you look back in your school days, you know, I just have been different. Yeah. And um, so I mean, you I know, re- it's not like I was a goth, or it's not like I was into. No, the you anything, didn't appear to like, fit know. into any and to any sort of subculture at all, which is something that like. 
you know, I probably respected about you or, or at least understood because I didn't either. Like, mm. I mean, I had a little bit of a sports background at school, which people, you know, in Wellington largely don't really know about yeah. with me. Uh, it's more been like a music thing. Yeah, not, 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 not a lot of people know that you were a fucking fiend at hockey. Yeah, well, it's yeah. just because I'm not, you know, like I was. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. it's not good to go around talking about what you were, you know, yeah. like, so it's never, it's kind of never really come up because of that, but you're right. But um, I, I remember you being like probably the only person I really clocked at that time coming back from your early class or whatever, or like before your early class, always with a newspaper, like, <laughs> always with a news, maybe with a coffee. Yeah. You know, like, but you'd actually sit down and work through that newspaper at 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. 17 tw- even. Tw- yeah. 20 years ago, over 20 years ago when newspapers yep. were very much a thing, like very much a part of the morning for people, but maybe not a part of the morning for 17 or 18 year olds. Yeah. And you were, and you were studying English and politics and history and what did you know about yourself then? Like, what did you think you were going to go and do? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even thinking really journalism then. But, you know, I look back and I, you know, I just used to love reading the paper. Yeah. I used to love reading the newspaper. You know, I, I, I would read it at the Daily News in New Plymouth. And I, I'd love getting it in the as morning. As a school kid. As a school kid after yeah, my right. dad had, had it and, and, and looking at the sports section and in the 1989 tour to Wales and Ireland you know the teams would be named and they'd be in the paper and and, and you read them mm. and and then when I was at uni you're right you know the Dominion Post was going and yeah. the Dominion was going and the Evening Post that's right yeah 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 and you'd get the Dominion in the morning at the, the hostel evening and the Evening Post after one o'clock and, and, yep. and, 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 and what was on was the Jean and Eugene Thomas trial which is the yep. father and son that were murdered on the terrace mm. so you get amazing coverage of this murder trial and of course, you get the Dominion covering the afternoon of the day before. Yeah. And you get the Evening Post when it came and covering that morning. And I, 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 I can remember 17, 18 years old, just going in there and reading every article on that trial, you know. And do you and remember, this sounds archaic as fuck, but do you remember, like, I was one of the few people in that hostel that had a TV in my room. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a big thing, because it yeah. was a TV lounge. Yeah. It just sounds so funny now, but because people would just watch stuff on their phones or their laptops. But I can remember people... Obviously, we'd have, like, movie nights and all that sort of shit, but I can remember people congregating to get TV news in my room around, like, things like the OJ trial. Yeah. Like, I can totally remember people turning up. I had a pretty open-door policy. And then that was busted wide open with things like that. Like you'd have, yeah. And, and it was weird. Like you'd have like fifteen people in your hostel room, watching, crowded around, crowded, crowded around because of something like the OJ trial. And 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 I'm sitting here going, fuck! I wish that they were still doing that now. Um, yeah. Instead of you know being sort of send it on Facebook or in different Second ways. Hand yeah. News. But yeah. you know who knows how those guys are getting on. So, so you you work through your university degree. You are, you know, like you have your party times or whatever, but you knuckle down, you do your degree, you do your honours, and then somewhere in there you decide journalism school is going to be the thing. When does yeah, that come but about? it's, you like, know, like these are these are really good questions because, you know, it wasn't like I was sitting there at 17 and no. going, I want to be a journalist, or, you yeah, know, yeah. telling you I want to go and do this. You know, it was kind of like, got my BA, that happened pretty quick. Fuck, I kind of want to go to journalism school. 
you know, I need to do my honours year because I haven't done any any work experience to get uh, in. You know, I haven't got organised, so they didn't, then I do an honours year. Then I go to journalism school. You know, I get in. You know, I didn't get in on the. You know, I had to kind of. Um, I remember I got rejected from the Auckland course, which is where I wanted to go because I wanted to get out of yeah. Wellington. And, yeah, yeah. And they rejected me initially, and then a, a lecturer that I'd had wrote a nice note and got me in up there, a guy Stephen Levine, right, um, yeah. who was my politics lecturer and a and a, and a Jew. Yeah. And, um, and the only reason I bring up the fact that he was Jewish is that the uh, head of the AUT course at that time, yeah. or AIT as yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. she was Jewish as well. Uh, Ruth right. Thomas and he knew her and um, when I told him oh you know I've been rejected from Auckland um, you know I've got into Wellington I can do it there I can go to Christchurch I really wanted to go up there um, just to sort of get out and he said oh I, I, I know Ruth yeah. I'll, I'll write to her and he, and he wrote me this nice letter and that yeah. got me into that course wow right I didn't know so, that so you know I was never never you know I was never uh, you know it wasn't like this guiding massive burning ambition type thing you know yeah. it was there sort of something that I was interested in you know it just really was sort of a slow lit kind of thing uh, you know? it's, it's it's interesting I, I, you know with, with you know um, interns or people straight out now that are 20 and 21 they're burning mm. with desire and I was never like see, that either see I don't know if you remember this about me but I was probably much more that I mean I was bullshit at university but I was probably much more the like fuck I want to be a journalist that's right I was that's right. that I was my that. you know like that was my and it wasn't yeah. about music journalism it was about I was I had a lot of similar things and that you know I was a newspaper fiend I was a TV news guy I was interested in this stuff I was pretty well read across a few you know a few different yeah, subjects yep, and stuff yep, but yep. I I had made the decision at about 14 I wanted to be some sort of writer yes and then I worked out that like the way to do that was to be a journalist and then you could also indulge hopefully these other sort of passions or whatever and then when I got into journalism school it was too much about the oh, I actually want to do the arts journalism and they you know spend two days on that <laughs> you know, yeah. in the course of a whole yeah, like, yeah no yeah, actually yeah. we want stories on public toilets yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you got to work your way you got to work your way up yeah yeah you know? yeah and I wasn't interested in that which is which yeah. is terrible and, and in, in some ways I regret it although you know not so much now but I I did regret it for a while but I, I remember um, when you're in Auckland I remember emailing you about what I was up to or you emailed me and I I I always think about this, a very profound thing, was I think I basically said to you, oh yeah, I'm pulling out of, or I've pulled out of journalism school, I am going to be a freelance writer, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm just going to stick it out and stick to my guns and be a freelancer. And you basically wrote back and said, words to the effect of, good luck, <laughs> um, there aren't many people that can make that work, particularly in those areas. You could look at someone like Steve Braunius, but he's taken sort of 20 years to make that happen. Yeah. And I remember going, like, good on you for saying that, but fuck you, I'm going to make it work. And well, do you think I've been a bit of a fucking cunt or something? No, I don't. No, yeah, no, 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 that's yeah, yeah. the thing. That's what I say is amazing about it. But I think I was because I think about it all the time. But also I go, oh, fuck you, Patty. I'm not going to listen to you. Like, I get where you're coming from. You're right. But, you know, it's a bit like when your parents tell you. Yeah. Um, this is actually the right way or your teacher tells you this is the right way and I was still young enough to go yep good on you but I'm going to be the one that's different and I was not 
at all and I, I, I got that massively wrong but I think about that heaps and I, yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't know that we've ever talked about that but nah. I think about that heaps I could pretty much I could pretty much see the words that you put and I was like you're totally right like you've completed your journalism school and you've had things like guest lectures from Steve Braunius and so you know firsthand. And I mean, I know Steve now in a correspondence sense. I've never, well, I've met yeah. him very briefly. Like I've, I've met him to say hello to. But I, I've had correspondence with him, and I, you know, I, I think that guy's amazing. And I've thought that guy's amazing for a long, long time. Uh, one of the best writers in the country, I think. But yeah, he's what he kind of is, one of a kind. Like yeah, he's unique. He I really mean, but as are you, as are you, as are you, in a completely not profitable way. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so you you do your and what happens in Auckland for you? Like, is it good? Like, you complete your course, but do you yeah. enjoy it? Like, do you get really? Yep, yep. enjoyed it. I, you know, I remember I just enjoyed it. And you think you're on the right track? Like, yeah, this is the right you move? know, I go to Auckland, and um, you know, I've been with all you guys, and we've been really yeah. tight. And there was a sort of, you know, go to Auckland, start again, start again go to AIT, you know, everyone's there and this course is more motivation than um, at university. Everyone's yeah. kind of, there's just a bit more competition. Yeah. And um, there's people that have had careers and come back in to do it because they really yeah, want to yeah. do journalism. And, and, and I guess that kind of just picked me up a little bit, you yeah. know. Yeah. And um, I just enjoyed it. I remember work, uh, Bay, Bay's and Remy were at times, you know, work experience doing a yarn about public toilets and um, parking I did a yarn about park, car parks yeah. and, and um, you know got a couple of front pages and you know just had my name on the front pages and just uh, you know just things just starting starting so, from there so what happens after that because this is where my memory gets blurry about whatever I was up to let alone what you're up to but you get a job for the for the Herald but you're yeah. based in Hamilton no, no. No, my you start my, off in Auckland. My first, my first job was for the Herald in Auckland. Um, I'd been down to Hamilton and worked for the Waikato Times as my work experience, yeah, and, yeah. and done some stories down there, like about you know, mm. um, I showed some students down there uh, a couple of years ago. You know, I did a story about a recipe, a recipe winner. You know, <laughs> yeah. And um, great. And, and then a, then a, you know, you're doing these two week internships, you know, which I've done in August yeah. holidays or whatever. And then one was free at the New Zealand Herald at the end of the year mm. that hadn't been used mm. for whatever reason, the class numbers. And the, the, the tutor at the uni said, you should go and do another one. You don't need to do it past your course, but you should go and do it to get the experience. Yeah. And at that time, I'd actually written to every newspaper in New Zealand for a job, every daily newspaper, and, and a lot of the Auckland um, community papers. And then I went to do this internship, and um, you know I can remember I went out to the garden show, and there was a um, a um, the Ellerslie garden show, and there was a a, 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 a a statue made out of plants of Paul Holmes. Yeah. You know, and I wrote some intro about it was a case of homes and gardens. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And. It was down to go on the front page. They said, "Oh, yep, it's a front page because you know this is yeah, the, yeah. the old days where you have a quirky picture story." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Anyway, Paul Holmes got diagnosed with prostate cancer that yeah. night or something, and that became the front page lead. The chief reporter came in and said, "Oh, you would have had a front page, but you know, yeah, prostate cancer at Holmes." And 
and and anyway you know it had been a pretty good um internship and at the end of it on the last day the chief reporter said there's a job going you should apply for it so i did you know because i had the application going on and, and mm. in fact i got rejected by every newspaper in the country by the way um every single one including the dominion where um tim pankers wrote back and said i had an apostrophe in the wrong place okay <laughs> and um you know so i applied for this job and then i remember they they rang up um you know, his fingers crossed, and I was down in New Plymouth, and they, they, they rang up, um, you know, at my house, and um, and said, "Oh, yeah, you've you've got the job, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> we've decided for the first time to have a night duty reporter that starts at six and works till one thirty a.m. with no lunch break." Yeah. Um, to cover this late night shift that is, you know, really important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the sub story being, you know, yes. no one else wants to do it. Why don't we get some young, keen person to, you know, instead of rostering all the other reporters on one night a week? See, this is coming back to me now. Yeah. This is why I know that you would reply to an email from me or, or, or would email me because I would be up at night yeah. doing yeah. my thing. Well, it was about yeah. the only way I could communicate with communicate with people you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 i remember you know my mum had been out uh, for a walk yeah, with a friend and um she came back and did you get the job yeah and i yes and she was so happy you know she yeah. screamed you remember she screamed and gave me this big hug you know yeah. and um and i said oh yeah you know um I don't yeah, <laughs> but uh, oh, you know, and, you know, twenty-two years old, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was my first job—the graveyard shift, really. You know, the bottom, the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> How long did you do that for? One How year, long? one yeah. year, one year. Yeah. And you know, like um, I used to make it my goal to um, have one. If I could have a page three brief, yeah, you know that would be my goal. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I could come into work because page three it all be done. If I could, if I could have a page three brief, that was good. Yeah. you know, because that was you know if that was a sort of car accident in Henderson or um, a fire in in Glen Eden or, or, or something like that, which is yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, you know, listening to police scanners all night, like two scanners. Yeah. And um, you'd have scanner, you know what I call scanner heads. Yeah, yeah. Couple of couple of guys out. One of them living in a caravan, and another one you know, who were listening. And, and if they got a story in the paper, they got thirty bucks. Yeah. So if they if they rang up and said, "Have you heard the fire in Glendine or something?" You know, uh, fire in Glen Eden. Um, you know, and if you did a, did, did even two lines on that, they'd get thirty bucks. Wow, so you've been yeah. talking to these guys all night, and you can imagine how Tim weird. Foil hat, like, oh, beyond yeah, yeah. foil hat. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. these these out these, to lunch, out, you know, out, out out living in the back of a caravan, listening mm. to police scanners, mm. non-stop out the back of their parents' yeah. house. You probably and they were your only friends. So that's what that's you've what described a quarter of my Facebook. Yes. Yeah. So that that, that 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 that's why I'd email you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I'd email you. Yeah, got it. Yeah, your story, yeah, 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 What's happening down at Wellington? Yeah. And, and you know and but you know the, the, at the same time it was a different it was a different time in mm. the media mm. there were sub editors yeah you yeah, know yeah. like like yeah. I, I i remember going in there on the, and this is in uh, 99 1999 2000 
an army of sub-editors, you know, I'm talking 20, yeah. 30 desks of yeah. sub-editors putting headlines and stuff on the New Zealand Herald. Yeah. Um, a chief reporter, an editor, you know, and it was a very, very sort of um, energised place where you sort of just kept your head mm. down and, mm. you, you know, you were a small kind of, small kind of cog. And I remember then... You know, this guy showed me around and goes, these are our sub-editors, you know. That's the, these are the subs and this is the check sub and the night sub and the night yeah. producer. And, you know, there's this big production, you know. Uh, that's why the quality was so high. And then there was a Dick Smith Electronics kind of desk over in the corner, you know, $180 Malteca or whatever yeah. it's called. And a guy with curly hair there and all these cords were sort of poking out back and, and I was like, oh, what's, what, 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 you know, what does he do? And he's like, oh, he loads stories onto the internet. Yeah. <laughs> one dude. Yeah. One guy. Yeah, yeah. One desk. Yeah. Not even 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, the New Zealand Herald. Not even. Biggest tw- paper in the country. Yeah. yeah biggest, yeah. you know, what we now, you know, biggest, in, 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 you know, that's how, that's how yeah, m- totally. much of its infancy it was and when, when my career started. yeah. Like, like it was, oh, yeah, it, it, was it, it was almost like we don't even know what the, what the, 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 the this thing's going to work out. Yeah, or, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I was going to say it was, I, like an, it was like an experiment. I I started filing stuff for the you know I never worked for them full time, but a lot of people associate me with the Dominion or the Evening Post. But I started filing stories for the Evening Post about a year after that, so like two thousand and one, and and did it you know right up until end of last year or halfway through last year so a long long time and and but you know in the early days I would be I mean I remember the first times I filed stuff I, I actually walked in with a floppy disk and handed it to a guy <laughs> put, it, put it in his computer with, with eight reviews yeah. on it, with eight 135 word <laughs> reviews yeah. and he loaded it into his computer and then turned around and handed me a stack of 20 new CDs and went here you go have you got a bag and he'd drop them in like a shopping bag for me and I'd walk out and he'd be like see if you can come back and get those done by next week yeah and I, I can remember seeing the same sorts of things in the in the Wellington newspaper room like one guy in a room that was the internet guy totally yeah, but yeah all these sub-editors and, and you know I haven't been up to the Wellington newsroom for five or six years I suppose now but when I used to, I did used to go up there weekly and then monthly and then obviously things got more and more like email based and whatever and you just fire through your reviews and they'd send packages out or whatever or you'd occasionally go and pick them up just from downstairs but I just saw that newsroom like it's quite interesting to me like as a person who never worked full time in a newsroom I just saw that newsroom get you know, yeah. chopped in half and then chopped in half I remember one time going and filing a review for the arts festival in about 2000 and might have been the first arts festival or second arts festival I did like 2004 and they gave me like a passcode to go up at night you got to write your review in 10 minutes after the show and I went up and I sat down started writing the review and this woman was looking at me and I typed a few words and I could see her looking at me and I typed a few more and you could see her thinking, and then she said, have you always sat there? And there's about 15 people in there at night, maybe maybe a few more, but about 15. She goes, have you always sat there? And I just said, no, like, no, I haven't. 
Yeah. You know, and she and she just sort of went, oh, like, you know, oh, yeah, you've obviously moved. Like, not like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know, just, it was just this. But then, like, it got to a few years later, like, three people there at night or two people, you'd ring up a story and there'd be one, one lone person, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. a little bit about that, but I was never right in there. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen it bloody all, really. And, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I, you know, I was there in the last, you know, the last great days of newspapers, really. And then I've come through. I've seen TV. It's still changing. And um, well, let's go from. So you you do this night desk job. Yes. You end yeah. up where? Like you, oh, it takes you, a long you then time. get a promotion to, to Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. Which is I mean, is that a yeah, promotion or? Yeah, no. What well, well, you know, like. And you start doing crime stuff. Yeah, and um, and that was one of the early great loves of my life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, crime. Um, and you know, I'd already fallen in love with journalism. Within, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. within a very short time. I remember that you're a date, like you loved it and loved it, like historically as well as what you were doing. Yeah, but as soon as I could, as soon as I, could, as soon as I could do it, as soon as I started doing it, something changed. Like my whole yeah. life, my whole life, my whole life changed. Yeah, it changed everything. It just, it just everything in my life changed because of journalism. Yeah. Almost, in an instant. Because you know, I was 22, 23, or whatever, and and, and I, I just found something that I was that I was good at and yeah. that I enjoyed. And, and you could see the steps too, like a, yeah. where you go to next, right? Like because well, I never hierarchy. I, I, I never thought about the hierarchy. Never ever thought about the hierarchy. No, n- n- never really. Uh, you know, I just remember doing my first few stories and like, like I can remember when I was first at the Herald and, and, and a guy who's he was a real senior guy, Arnold Pickmere, said, oh, just down the road from me, I saw some, some people today, this is the number, Remarira Road, 262, uh, down the right of way, um, there seems to have been an immigration incident with some people there, the police were there this morning, you know, and I went there and, yep, some plasterers and stuff had been busted and and um you know got some witnesses next door went to the neighbors and everything came back to the herald and said yeah they saw this and all these plasters got taken away all these asian guys and da 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 rang up immigration yes we you know they're illegal immigrants and you know my friend was taking me into work the next day and we stopped at the dairy and i went in and got the herald and i came back out and sat down in his car and it was the front page story. Yeah. Big news, big news, big news, big news. Have you heard the news? Have you heard what's hit the headlines? You know, I can remember I was sitting there with Jerry Wallace and, and um, you know, I was, uh, it, it was like scoring a try for the All Blacks or yeah, something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was just such a great feeling to go out and find something out clarify it with the authorities yeah. get it down on paper end up on the, on the front page mm. 
and then all these people were writing in and going, you know, and this is, you know, this is when people would have to ring up the 0800 Herald number. It wasn't like they could do it on Facebook or anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, I've been dealing with these guys and, you know, there's, oh, you know, there's so much unlawful labour and, you know, and then it was just, a, there was like a social issue behind it. Mm. Um, you know, there's something, you know, I can just remember there's something behind it. There was more going on. And, and it was like, it just, it just, it just, it just, it just took over my life, Simon. Yeah. It just yeah. took, it just took over my life, sweets. So from then, that was that was it. I just wanted to do more and more and more, and just find out more and yeah. and and do more of that. And you know, then um, you know, like you know, I was good at something, and and it was something that I enjoyed doing. And 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 and, and you know what? It was it was a, it was a craft. It was like you could you could improve and 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 you just learn from things and there was people around you working with you that could teach you stuff about it you know and it, it just it just consumed me it just yeah. changed everything yeah it just you know you know at about 22 years old it just that just became my driving so, force. So we'll go back to your timeline, but here you are nearly twice that. Like, do you still have, with with so much that's changed, do you still have that? Yes. I feel like you do. Like, I, yep. feel, and like, the whole I watch of you on the TV news and I, you know, we interact a little bit. Like, we, we still keep in touch and, and, and whatever. But, so I know you as well as the version of you that I see on TV and, and the version that people talk about online. Um, but, you do still have that yep and and energy and, about you yeah and you know and 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 things you know things have changed like you know you can't do as much of that as you'd want to mm. and and you know it's just a whole lot different you know like you know it, it, it is it's, it is weird looking back on it like that yeah because I, I i never thought then that i'd end up doing well what i was interested i mean you know one of the I, reasons i've been pursuing talking to you for the podcast and you've been very busy and I've chased you for a bit um, is one of the things I was very interested in is the idea that you have done so many things within journalism and I would imagine a lot more than the you know people get to know the person when they're on TV or when they're on radio yeah. they get to know them as a voice and a face and a, a character but they don't I mean some people go back to Google and go well, who is this? Yeah, but they, 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 they never. But they probably don't really do that with you and go, like, what's he actually done? Like, what are his credentials? They might, they might wank on on Facebook about, oh, this guy doesn't know anything because he's yeah. telling me something I don't like. But do they really know about the grunt hours that you've done? And I thought they'd be really interesting to try and um, yeah, get and, you talking about that because you've and done people, heaps, right? And, and, and people don't, you know, no. and and that and that's cool. Like I, I mean, I've experienced my own version of that a little bit, but I would imagine yeah. it's nothing like what you've. And you know, you could, I, you know, I mean, you know, it's not like I sit around going, oh, yeah, I'm so, I'm so not, fucking misunderstood. I'm you know, so qualified. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, I'm so dare qualified. They, how dare they not? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I know that, and I'm, you yeah. know, I'm the same with what I do. But and, but, but it's funny, like, I think. A lot of, you know, almost everyone but me there's, forgets that actually I'm just a Juno. Yeah. Like my actual That's your job. calling, love, things I like to do, everything. It's not about the medium. It's about the As pursuit. It, it's about yeah. the job. Like, you know, when... 
and journalists will understand this and it's not being arty farty or anything mm. like that you know for me when when you're on a story or there's just this I, I, like I call it myself when you're in, I, I like being in the 99th percentile where you, it's just you and a story and you're about to break it or yeah. you've just broken it or you're driving towards it and there's just this other zone where it's you and that you know and um it's an adrenaline rush eh? yeah yeah and all the worries of life and everything else mm. it's it's Falls a great it's a creative kind of thing i'm sure that other and in journalism it's much more sort of brutal and quick and yeah. so many other other things come into it other than the creative side you know there's like you might be overseas or you might have to persuade someone to talk or you might get a bit of information you've been waiting for that's the final piece in the puzzle it's a more brutal kind of thing than a creative process you've got the creative side of it as well um you know and it's just like the rest of life falls away it's like it's you know it's like a surfer riding a great wave or a yeah. golfer hitting a great shot or it's that kind of it's that kind of sensation i presume never yeah. done either and you know that feeling is something that you 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 you, you get as a Juno, and and you know um, it's not like guided by for me like some greater feeling of doing greater good for society or whatever. Often it's just a there's just an adrenaline rush of just doing a good job of something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you know I still get that, and. Um, you know, and well, I think you're good. At, that comes across in um, a lot of your on-camera reports. Like that actually yeah. does come across. I feel like, mate. You know, I do think like, am I reading into that what I know about you, or am I just? Mate, I was always you know? the most excited reporter around. You know, like um, I can remember the RSA murders. You know, triple murder, yeah. Yeah. 2000 and, uh, 2001. Mm. And you know, I used to work at the Herald, and, and it was on Albert Street there, and. And I can remember being at a depositions hearing, which is, you know, they, they don't actually have them anymore, but it was the, sort of the pre-trial, do you have enough evidence? And the, the thing about depositions hearings was that all the evidence would be read back to the witness, okay? So, they, yeah, you know, right. they'd be like, you said this. Yeah. So for someone who didn't have good shorthand like me, it was a godsend. Yeah. Because you had a second crack getting yeah. the quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I remember this. Yeah, it was I'm, fucking I, shorthand that basically. Yeah, oh, shorthand, I tell you. It was it. I was just like, I'm never going to use this. Yeah, no, no, no. And that no, was me. Well, I, well, I never, never had it, and um, I never got it either. And so anyway, they they'd be reading back this evidence. I remember the last witness of this of this day um, gave this evidence, and and um, all the reports, the all radio, TV, everyone had to get going, fill their own deadlines, and I was like. You know, I want to get these quotes right, so I'll stay back. I've got a little bit more time because I'm paper for the next day. Uh, you know, I'm filing for the next day. Yeah. And I'll listen to this evidence yeah, yeah. get read back to this witness. Anyway, as it got read back, William Bell, who was the triple triple killer, um, you know, jumps up and says, Fuck you, you fool of shit, mate. And jumps across. <laughs> Um, the Crown Prosecutor Simon Moore, who's now a High Court judge, ducks under the 
under the desk. Yeah. Um, you know, William Bell gets close to this witness who'd been involved in disposing the evidence and now giving evidence against him. The newspaper gets a Detective Inspector Gavin Jones, who's the cop in charge of the case, jumps out into the middle of things <laughs> and kind of is in between the two of them, this massively dramatic yeah. scene. Yeah. And, you know, I just remember running down the stairs of the court across Albert Street up the stairs to the third floor of the Herald at 32 Albert Street where it's been performed straight along not to the chief reporter to the editor William Bell's just attacked the witness and we're the only one who were there yeah you know, I can, yeah, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, there's no photos or anything, it was just my description or whatever, and, you know, I just remember the feeling the next day, the front page, Bell attacks witness, you know, and, and you all know the other, you've got, you're the guy who yeah, got and that, all the other, and all, yeah. the, all the other guys, and, you know, how, you know, have all been back there, and, and it was just, it was just things like, it was just things like that, that just, they just, they just changed me, and, um, you know, uh, the human interaction was a huge thing for me. I loved getting out and meeting, just, you know, I mean, I loved getting out and meeting Kiwis. You, um, you would have had to see through court reporting and, you know, being in court and interviewing and the beats that you were covering, some pretty bad stuff. Yep. How did you unpack from that? How did you yeah, well, the thing is, when you process that, when, you know, look, yeah. look, looking back when you're 22, 23, thinking you're bulletproof, and I never thought about it. I didn't process it, didn't unpack it, um, didn't affect me. Wasn't sort of human enough if I look back. Um, but you still remember these spot-on details now. So oh yeah, and, and I mean, I and this is this is I know is that's a, a big case, but for example, yeah, but no, no, but I remember all my stories. Yeah. I remember all my stories and um, you know this is what's different now I started you know like um, Murawai Beach um, um, police are called there's been an accident someone's run over someone in a in a in a ute yeah on the beach you know um, go out there find out the name use the electrical rolls or the phone book or whatever to, this is where they live mm. at Murray Beach none of this go on Facebook Google get the yeah. photos put it on there up to the, ring up the phone say we're out at Murray we're doing a story for the Herald tomorrow yeah um, it'd be much better in our view <laughs> if, yeah. if um, you if know we could we, if we yeah, could yeah. if we could give some details of, of of who of who this chap was yeah you know, can we come up and see you? We're not far away. Can we come to your house? Yeah. And you go to the house and talk to the wife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you want a photo of the guy? You don't get it off Facebook. It didn't. Facebook didn't exist. Hmm. You asked her for a picture off the mantelpiece and you took it into town. Yeah. And you got someone, out, someone to drop it back after they'd scanned it. Yeah. And that is a different level of respect. Yes, to the grabbing. Grabbing stuff off Facebook, mate. Yeah, which we all do now because yeah, every, it's become accepted. If everyone does that. Someone dies, you go to Facebook, you can find them in a second. You've actually got 
selection of photos. You know, you yeah. got more. You've got more stuff than you could yeah. ever. Yeah. But you know, I, I came up in that era where it was like you went and got it. And you, asked for it. Like you, know, you deserved it. You, 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 you know, and because and, you went through the process. And you, yeah. you, 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 you know, you learned a lot more respect to that. You, if they had a little C rather than an, if they were a McLean. Yeah, yeah. Little, you, you did not get stuff wrong. Didn't get you know? it wrong. Yeah. You didn't get things wrong because you learned that different way. And there was that human that that human interaction. And you know, I've never been an old fogey talking about journalism, or whatever, because I understand that it changes. And and, yeah. and even though I'm becoming older and more of an old fogey, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to I'm trying to always adapt just enough. adapt <laughs> and adapt and see what and see what's happening. But, so, yeah. but, but 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 you know, if I do have an old fogey moment. Um, that that's part of it that that, that, yeah. that human interaction is gone and yeah. I worry that 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 skill will be lost to some of them so you go and do what next you do your time in Waikato and yep. you go back to Auckland or back do you go Auckland, overseas poli- back to Auckland police reporting yep and um you know uh sounds like such a joke uh incredibly privileged but incredibly privileged to be a crime reporter in Auckland in the early 2000s when it was changing. Auckland yeah. was changing. It was becoming a different place. We look back yeah. now and we can see all that timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Different communities were popping up. Somalis, Tongans, South Auckland um, population explosion was happening. Um, street gangs were on the rise. Um, all sorts of different things were happening, and what 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 actually happened as a crime reporter there is I spent two years exploring Auckland, yeah, and learning about Auckland on the absolute shoe leather pavement level. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Dog attacks in West Auckland, street gangs in South Auckland, weird murders in North Shore, yeah, um, 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 gangs. Uh, organised crime from Asia, um, Asian students holding each other up for ransom from their parents overseas, and cops not knowing how to deal with it. Like just huge social changes happening. Yeah. Like, um, and the first place that you see it is in, in crime. And you, you know, I was there. I, you know, I was there for all of that. You know, I was doing all of these stories that we just talked about. You know, mm. Tongans versus Somalis and Owaraka. Like all this stuff was going on, you look back and it's like, okay, well, what, 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 you know, what was happening there was a change in Auckland, mm. a change in Auckland, and a change in New Zealand. You know, it was, and it was awesome to be part of that. You know, and um, and and you know, I got to see every bit of it. You know, I know, I, I know Auckland inside out yeah. ge- geographically from being a crime reporter because you got to go everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say because yeah. you, at that point, you would have still been learning it, but that's what. Yep. nailed it for you like yep. yeah yeah because yep. you'd only done a little bit of time there and then you moved away but then you went back yeah yeah with a more extreme focus on on crime yeah so on getting to know Auckland because it was on crime so you're just yeah just you know just, so what happens next you go over to the UK yep yep over the UK when I was you know um OE, you you just decided classic, look, classic OE and classic OE, classic OE, but with a vision of continuing your profession. Yeah, but I'll tell you what happened. I couldn't do it. So, how long are you at the Herald in Auckland and Hamilton for all up? 
couple oh, of years. Probably just done, over. Uh, you know, probably done about five years. Probably that done much? about five years, four or five That's years. It, before you yeah. go overseas? Yeah, four or five years. So you head over on your, your OE with a professional sort of, and you know, interest. You want to you want to carry on writing while you're overseas. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't you know, and it was also as I, as I, as I said, I'd found a, a calling. Yeah. And then, but at the same time, I was still a bit of a sort of loose unit pissed, and you know, I was never really a sort of super motivated kind of kind of guy. So going to the UK where, you know, to get into journalism, you had to kind of go and really push and yeah, like I wasn't ready for that. I hadn't thought about that. I'd just gone to the UK because all my mates were there Yeah, and they were doctors and physios and engineers and bankers and um, anything really could get a job in the UK at that stage except for journos. Yeah. And, you know, I had no contacts at this paper or that paper or anything I had done no or not much of other skills like you probably were thinking there's not much else I can do no I've got to go and try and do this and and I didn't want to do anything else no but you're also you were the guy who like worked in bars and stuff and went oh well if I have to I'll go back and do that like no I really wanted to keep doing what I was doing yeah yeah and obviously um you know, I wasn't going to just sort of waltz into the UK newspaper market and... Demand. And I didn't really have the... And I, I guess, you know, to be honest, I kind of went backwards, really. Um, in that, you know, my career slowed down. Perhaps I was back in that sort of zone of being a sort Beginner of funny... journalist, yeah. Funny, disruptive kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I was kind of going nowhere over there. <laughs> I was kind of going nowhere. So or I did, did go nowhere. You did some stuff like covering trade shows. Yeah, I mean, I was still, 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 you know, and I had some, I had some, you know, I had, actually had it, it's all, all, all right jobs over there. I was working for the James Defence Weekly um, as a reporter. That was a sort of um, expert trade magazine. Yeah. And stuff like that, you know, but it was never the same as. What I'd be hitting the actual beat and doing the newspaper job. No, it was never the same as sort of you know, and it was never the same as being a big fish in a small pond or or, or whatever I I thought it was. So you're over there for how long? Uh, Two years. Two years. Two years. You you managed to work like you. Yeah, yeah, you managed to work, but I'd never, you know, and and big fish in a small pond is never the way that I'd like to sort of you know. Mm. You know, I'd gone from doing things that mattered to me and that people saw and, um, you know, sort of being part of part of something to kind of, you know, just just a bit of flotsam and jetsam yeah. out in the world. And, you know, I missed it. I missed it desperately. I missed it more than people miss sunshine at Christmas or all the... Or, 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 or nice beaches or, or all the things that people miss about New, New Zealand yeah you know I, I, I miss doing fucking journalism I yeah. missed it I yeah. missed it it was I was heartbroken yeah and um, <laughs> you know I just couldn't I just couldn't wait to get back you know I just couldn't wait to get back I, I, I remember you know because the internet was starting up by that stage and I think it was 5.30 in the morning the Herald stuff would go on you know the whole yeah, granny yeah, yeah. which was 5.30pm over there you know I used to wait at work for that 
I used to like for that hit that of, hit of yeah. New Zealand news yeah you know I and some it. of it would be garbage but it didn't matter it didn't matter I was like, <laughs> five, it was I was like at five, more important than what you were devouring yeah I was like while you were waiting for at 5.30 all the New Zealand news is going to come online you know? yeah and that's going to make a difference yeah. and so you do your two years over there and that's enough what brings no, you back oh no 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 I was, you know um, you know um, my mum, she was di- diagnosed with lung cancer, and um, she rang up one day while I was living. I'd, I'd actually made the move from London to Canada. Yeah. Wanted to set up and live there. I still wanted to stay living overseas. I wanted, to, and I was trying to get into the newspaper there. Yeah. Um, which is more like the Herald, the Vancouver Sun, and you know I was thinking this is what I want to do is is live overseas for a little bit longer but somewhere without you know all my, all my mates around and yeah, yeah. do something on my own and then um, the phone rang one day and it was my dad and um, he said oh you, you know I mean you never remember exactly these things but he said oh your mother's here and she's there's something that she wants to tell you and and um, she said something along the lines I've been to the doctor and um and you know I've got I've got I've got lung cancer, and you know everything kind of goes from that. You know what I didn't actually have a job at that stage. I was you know living in Canada and um, I didn't have any money really, or I didn't have anything. And so know, it was easy for you to come back home, but it was you know the decision was made because of yeah this well call. no one ever said no one ever said to come no around. no no but I mean no like looking said. at it now you could go the decision yeah. was easy enough but it was of course it wasn't but it was also well I remember know, I a went no on, brainer because of I went on I, you know went on the internet as people do and, yeah um, I'll I'll yeah <laughs> I'll become doctor yeah and, and, yeah. and you know and and the outlook for for lung cancer you know I didn't know anything about it yeah didn't know anything about it and um was you know and I remember you know it's uh, went back I, I rang my auntie and I was like oh what should I do I've just got over here and she, you know she said oh, I can't tell you anything and I, I remember I said at my mum's funeral actually it's it kind of like you know when you had big decisions to make like she was the person that I'd run things through you know and you couldn't obviously ring her and go should I come home or not yeah yeah but I, you know, I do remember ringing her and saying, "I'm coming home," and she said, "That's good," you know. And I'd like to see you. Yeah, yeah. she just said, "That's good, that's good," yeah. and that was all. I you know. And you're a family guy, like you're a, you know, some people are, some people aren't. You're a close family, and you're a family-oriented yep. person. Yep. And, and you your, know, your family is tight, like they're, yeah. all, they're family people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you know, I, you know, I love, you know, I. I you know, I talked about loving journalism and, and all that sort of thing, but obviously it pales in comparison to loving your mother. Yes. Um, you know, and, you know, I came, came, you know, came back and was able to spend some time with her, not long, and and it was weird, you know, people will understand this with cancer. It's like the, once the sentence is upon you... Um, you know, like I, you know, I can't. Rem- I remember my mum when I left to go to the UK when she didn't have cancer, yes. and then I came back two, two and a half years later, and she did. And when someone's got terminal cancer, they're not the same person. Yeah, yeah. 
and yeah. all that's changed in the interim for you is a phone call. That's right. That's right. In terms of your in daily of me, understanding I, yeah, yeah, of, I, I, oh, I, I left my mum and my dad and they're good. Yeah, they're good. And then they tell you, we're, not, we're not good because yeah. of this. And then you come back. You've got no sort of adjustment of, oh, no. I'm, not, I'm not feeling so great, I'm going to go. And, you know, no, there's no sort of, there's not even the semi sort of softening in your mind. The physical softening no. hasn't, hasn't happened or anything like that. And again, none of this particularly makes it smoother or easier, I imagine. But this is sort of pre-Skype and pre... Yeah, yeah. No, no, so that's you, right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So you get this phone yeah. call, then you make your decision. No, no, and then you're back... You're back in it. You've 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 got it on the head, mate. There's no Skype. There's no nothing. Yeah. It's 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 phone calls once every two months, sort of scenario on the yeah. landline, sort of setup. And an occasional yeah. email and yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and that's it. You know. And so you make the decision that you have to make. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's no other decision, mate. Yeah. And um, you know, it's good. And it was, you know, it's it's, it's it, you know. It's good to be back, but it wasn't good to be back. You know, it was it was it was horrifying. You you, you know, you've spent um, a couple of years gallivanting around the world, partying mm. pretty hard. Yeah. You know, in the centre of the world in London, and and um, and then all of a sudden you're back in New Zealand. You're you, you're dealing with um, you know the impending death of your your mother. You, you know, um, the Herald gave me a job back. Um, which was great, but you know you're back there and people haven't changed their clothes in two and a half years. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you just and you don't want to be back. Like you don't want to be you're back. You're back there because you have to be back. Yeah, there. that's a and, bonus that you can cash a check. And and um, yeah, you know and yeah, it was it was it was fucking hard times, man. And um, so you're working in Auckland, driving down to New Plymouth every every couple of weeks. Yeah. Or, you know, every getting week. Getting down there, and seeing what you can, doing what you back, can. Getting back up. You know, you never. Yeah. You never sort of. And yeah, you know, and then then you're dealing with you know your your mother dying and and all the things that go with that. You know, packing up the house and. Dealing with everything. Supporting your father. Supporting my dad. And yeah. and just a whole lot of you're things. You're the oldest child, so you're... Yep, and you know, and, and there's, there's... You know, I don't want to become too morbid here, but, um, you know, funerals need to get organised and all of a sudden you're sort of front and centre of kind of everything and everything's on you, you know, and um, you're never expecting that. You know, you're 29 and... I'm thinking about I'm thinking about your mum um, being so excited for you about your first journalism job. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, I remember that. You know, I remember she gave me, you know, one of the biggest, biggest hugs that she'd ever given me that day. Like I can remember it. Yeah. And um, you know, the sun was shining. We we're on the back deck of our house in New Plymouth, and you know, and um, shadows are falling. You know, I. I like I do wonder a lot what she would you know, she never saw anything that really was gonna come yeah she never you know who, you're a son who writes for the newspaper yep and, I was and doing, she's really proud of that yeah she's yeah. over the moon that you're doing what you want to do yeah and she's really proud of that but yep. neither of you predicted what's happening next for you 
and she never got to see it. Yeah, and it was never expected or no, you know, and and like I like I like that that is a you know that chews me up. That is something that chews me up. Like that she didn't get to that she never knew. She never knew what was coming next. For what you. was coming next? Yeah. She never knew what was coming next, and she might have guessed, or she might have thought sometimes, or, or who knows. But for for me, um, that is probably the saddest element of my life that she never has got to share in any of the success. Yeah. Or of the ride, or that you never got to be proud of those things. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, that's not, you know, it's not like I sit around crying about it or anything like that, you know, I don't. But um, I do regret it that she never got to see it, you know. Just, you know, it just fucks me off a little bit, really. Mm, mm. More than more than anything. I just would, I, I you know, because I would just like to know, I would just like to know, I just would like to... Know I, how it sat with her. I just would like to know how it sat with her. I yeah. just would like to know. Because you're... I a, mean, I know how, you know, I know how it would have sat with her. She would have yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not that I would have liked to know. I would have just liked to, I would have just liked to have seen, seen it. Seen the expression yeah. of her face. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it. And, yeah. And you know I want, and and that's and that's all good, and I'm not the only you know by far I'm not the only person, but yeah, that just is something that yeah is there is there for me, you know, like like it is for a lot of other people. You you get through this as people do. You're a close family, so your family you've got really great support for. You're all really great support for each other. Yes. And so you get through this. And as much as people can. Yep. And you go back to work in Auckland. Yeah. And then I was just looking for a change, mate. I was just looking for a, for a break, you know. And, and you know, none of this is planned. And then, of course, there's a, there's, there's, there's a job for three months working for the Herald to help out with the election coverage. Uh, you know... And that was something that, like that's something different. That's something new, you know. And that means what? Moving to Wellington to cover it for three months. For three yeah, months. Yep, yep. And um, you know, and staying in um, an apartment down here. Yeah. That was rented for me. Yeah. And come down, worked under Audrey Young, who's the political editor at the time, you know, and stores obviously. And that just changed things as well. That just introduced me to Parliament at thirty years old. And we reconnect a little bit around this time like we're not completely out of touch but we reconnect in that you're in the same city as me so you come and visit and have dinner yes you you I tell me it. you know yeah you, you tell me that you you're in wellington for a bit so you come around and so we catch up and we you know we're, we've been in touch so i know what's going on in your life yes and uh and vice versa and um but we reconnect a little bit and then you do this three month thing and then that turns into a slightly longer thing yeah well um, the government changed John Key took power um, 
Paul Oliver is working in the office, got a job as his press secretary. That freed up a job for me. I took that and was working at Granny Herald for a year. Mm. Broke a big story. Um, Rodney Hyde um, using his ministerial... Rodney Hyde the Perth that's Buster. Right, that's right. You know, that was the kind of story that makes a name for yourself. Yeah. The you, Perk Buster. You've, you've the, had quite a few of these, and we'll get to a couple yeah, of more the, of them, but hopefully the, but you've the, had a few of them. The Perk Buster busted for perks. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Duncan Garner um, was there and, and, and came and, you know, asked me to come over to TV, which I did. And um, So I remember being in New Plymouth for the Fleetwood Mac concert. Yeah, it was around that time that it was happening. And I, I remember, I remember going to the Fleetwood Mac concert in New Plymouth, and I got a phone call from you the next day, and you said, um, and obviously irons were well in fires, but I remember you ringing me, and we were wandering around the probably the Govett Brewster. Yes. And and selected other, you know. Yeah. Um, places to go, and I remember you calling me and saying, "I've been offered." to move to TV. I yes. Don't, I don't know where journalism is at. What do you think? And I remember saying to you, and so this is the reverse of your email. Yes, yes, to, to yes, me, yes, yes. Saying, yes. you know, <laughs> about Steve Broadius and freelancing. I remember saying to you, first of all, why are you asking me? Second of all, you already know what you should be doing. Third of all, go and do it. And be really fucking good at it. Which you will be. If you want to have fun, come home with me. You can stay all night and play with my TV. TV is the thing this year. It's looking back on it because, you know, I was beginning at the Herald and I was shitting myself that the thing was going to go under, yeah. you know? Or, yeah. or you could just feel that, you know, and and... You could just feel, and it was kind of like TV, so great, you know, that's going to be fine. And, um, yeah, that's always going to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sort of, now that I'm kind of over at TV, you're like, oh, geez, you know, uh, which is another sort of story altogether of just being able to just ebb and flow with the media. But yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, no, I just want to do something that's going to future proof me. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, I never, if I'd know, if you'd told me then, it would have been like, no, stay where you are, or. Or, or, you know, well, whatever. You, you called the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> like, in terms of looking for foolproof yeah. advice. But, yep, I remember it was the weekend of the Fleetwood Mac concert and uh, I had the contract in front of me and, you know, it was a, uh, you know, I was in my early 30s and it was a big call. Yeah. Um, It was a huge call, really, career-wise, of my life, you know, to make a make a break from having a pretty successful print career and and um and then um you know to go into tv and but that's what i did so when you go into tv which you i mean i i had done uh tv yeah 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 well, you've been doing a bit yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not at all you know this is not why you Asked me what I thought, but I had done TV in the in the sense that I had been yes. on TV and done reviews. Yes. And the one thing that I know about that 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 you know better than me now is that when you take something to TV, 
when you put something in print, it's about you and what you know and what you're saying. Yes. When you present something on radio, it could be a little bit like that too. But when you take something to TV, it becomes about all of that stuff secondary. And first of all, it becomes about who you are, what you look like, what people think of you, what people wonder about who you are and how you got there. People start to go, who is this? Why is this person the expert? Why do they look like that? What do I think about what they look like that? Um, You know, do you know what I mean? Like that's, I'm I'm just thinking about it now, like out of my, because people, people said to me, oh, like. I, I was, I was shocked. I was, I was, I was, I was shocked by what I learned about what people thought I looked like. Yeah. I was... Like, instantly. Instantly. I I did not realise that people thought that I looked the way that I do. Yeah. Like, I... I well, what I, I'm getting at, too, I, is Like, I, I had never... I had never realised until... Because, you know, Twitter and everything and things were all sorts of... You know, you could read stuff more yeah. instantly. You know, it wasn't people shouting at the screen. And, 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 and I was surprised that... That, that, that. So, so it was deeper than. It was deeper than skin deep. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it was actually much deeper than skin deep. It was kind of. It, it was. It was a much more cutting experience. Yeah, yeah. Because it was cutting right to your, right, right to the core of your self-esteem, which is about the way you look. Yeah. But I had not realised because you never. People would say things and different things. You pick up little bits along the way. But then all of a sudden you're able to, and this is internet is starting to get in yeah, full yeah. steam and everything's out there and and um, you know it, it was probably at the rawest point in some ways, and then all of a sudden you're like fuck and what you know. So this is what I'm saying. I've done like for me, I've done three or four years of newspaper reviewing. They don't put a photo of my reviews. They just put a name. People yeah. people like or don't like my reviews, whatever but they get a response. But then I, through that, through that platform of doing those newspaper reviews, I end up on this TV show reviewing. I've done a little bit of radio stuff, so they hear my voice. That's fine, whatever. But when I get on TV, suddenly people could go, like people used to write into the paper and say, that guy's an idiot, I don't agree with him, where's he come from, whatever. But suddenly they could go, I don't believe that guy. He's fat. He's ugly. Yeah. He's ugly. He's stupid. Yeah. And so I get that. And so you must be hit. You're hit with your version of that as anyone on TV is. And what I'm getting at is, so you don't get into this to get on TV. You get into this to because of journalism. And yes. the format is irrelevant. But when the format presents itself as the next logical and likely thing, Yes, there's the pay rise. Yes, there's profile. Yes, there's the challenge. Yeah, and that's all what you're thinking. Like I these, know. Are, these are all good things. So I took so all those three. I took those. You take those, and do you? Are you what you're saying is you weren't quite. You know, and then, and then you know, and then I was kind of like, and then there'll be you know, will it work or not? That might yeah, take yeah, me yeah, a yeah. year or two. Yeah, but will I, I find I was, my voice? Yeah, will I, well, you know, you know, will it work? Yeah, and and. 
you know, and the and the truth is, obviously, it didn't, you know, and um, and people were 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 really mean, you know. When they you were say just it really didn't, mean. what do you mean? Like you mean people? Oh, were mean, well, but... take, it takes time, it, uh, you know. Even if you uh, got the best voice and and the best enunciation and the best performance and. Yeah. And um, you know you might be really a, a attractive and, and beautiful person. It still takes time to come through the screen. Yeah. To be believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so there's time for everyone. And and then if you you know if you look different and and you, you, you know there's, it's just going to take longer. It's just going to take longer. And um, and people are really unforgiving. And you know they they still are in some ways, but you know whatever happened, I hung in there, and I still you know look I look back off oh, who knows you know fuck I, maybe I should have fucking quit or who knows maybe other people would have I don't know what happened and um, yeah just just well, got you've been there a long time. I remember when you were probably in your first year of TV bumping into you in the street and we went off and had a a drink a coffee whatever like we go to a cafe and people are like Patrick Gower three years and sort of in your face but it's respectful kind of like it's people yes. going wow that's a, what they're basically saying is wow that's a person from TV and I remember that we were at the Lido in Wellington, and as I said, we just had bumped into each other in town, yes, and we ended I up at the Lido. And Katie and I walked away from that, going, "Wow, that's amazing! Like that is amazing how intense that is." Because it was when I say people, it was it was plural. Yeah. In a short space of time, and and I'd had, as I say, I'd had, I had had my own tiny version of that like I had been a lap key and had a person come up to me and go um, can I ask you a question and I'd go yep sure what and I thought they were going to say how do you get to Willis Street and she said, <laughs> and she said um, I want to buy a CD for my husband and um, and she got really nervous and I just am wondering and Katie and another friend were standing and they had to move away because they were just like oh man like that's so weird and this woman had seen me on Good Morning TV and she was nervous about it and so I helped her through this interaction as best I could Yeah. and I remember going fuck that's weird like I did not expect that because I'm out there making TV to you know yeah. whatever select audience I don't know whereas you're making TV for you're doing news so you know on some level that heaps of the population are watching it but then suddenly you're confronted with it yeah and you know it's been an interesting you know it's like a you know really you know like it was crap to start with and then it's amazing when people get to know you and then you sort of adjust to it and well you start off as a political reporter yeah and, you know and, and you I, find your feet at that obviously the first I don't know how long it took about two years took about two years really yeah yeah yeah. one to two years yep I mean I remember watching you and you can see like 
you, more and more of your personality coming out with time. Yeah. I, I can't yeah, put a time I mean, frame it's, on it. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm watching, I'm it's watching, a, a, guy, watching a guy at the moment um, who works with me, Lloyd Burr, and, 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 you know, and I'm watching his personality come out through the screen you're you hoping know. it does and but yeah and i'm yeah. seeing it happen yeah and i'm seeing it happen and the, that's you know and then you just you know and then it just it just it just it just happens you know yeah yeah and you know and then things you know people recognize you and and that's and you know you'd be lying anyone would be lying if they didn't say that's sort of fun and then all sorts of different things happen happen to you and that and and um, you know, it takes just time to adjust to all these things. You know, you mm. can't kind of like clip your fingers overnight and go, "That's what's happening to me." You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got to kind of, you, you've got to kind of like take time to look back and change and 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 move with it. But you know, the 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 it's 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 nice to be recognised. There's no doubt about that. Um, anyone will tell you that it's it's well i've been i've been out in public with you a few times where people have um bailed you up and got talking to you and you're a good you know you're a good raconteur you're a guy who is happy to talk to people yeah that's part of your job but that means you never relax sure right you know, well, and I don't know. Like that was sort of the aim of the podcast. Yeah, 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 relax. yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you do that, it means you never relax. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what you're yeah, saying. And you know, and but you are a good. You're a good person at, at yep. going. Hey, this. I get that you think this is. Yeah, but if, 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 yeah, but if you think about it, if you think about it, it's like. It's it's like if you're a car and you go out and and people recognise you and you're a raconteur. You're always in fourth or fifth gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like everyone wants totally. to be in neutral sometimes or... or, or yeah, yeah. Or, or lower than... Or lower. Yeah, yeah. Or in yeah, yeah. Re- you know, actually people like to be in reverse, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well, and what they just want to be in is park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but, but that's, that's the thing about it, right? And... Um, uh, you know, and Parliament itself brings in another layer of that. You know, there's another yeah, and and you know, it's pretty fucked up, really. If you've got the ego that's involved with being in and around Parliament, the ego that's being involved with being in and around TV and broadcasting, mm, mm, mm. you're actually involved in two two ego clusterfucks <laughs> yeah you're involved in two yeah. ego clusterfucks yeah. and um you can quote me on that and you know and you, you 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 can you can say sometimes oh i keep myself in check or whatever you know, you know. Yeah, you don't know if you do but but you don't know if you do you don't know you know you fucking don't know if you do you're full of shit if you think you do yeah so you do the reporting job for how long Two, three years, two. Uh, reporting it? with Duncan. Um, oh yeah, no, two years, uh, three years. Yeah, he he is your boss, Duncan Garner. He's yeah, yeah. the political reporter for TV3, and he moves on. Yeah, well, he t- teaches me everything as well. Yeah, he's a mentor, like a yeah. big. Because he 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 knows how to do a lot of stuff. You and know. What did you have in your life as a journalist before that? Like, who were your mentors? Mate, I, this is the thing. 
I've been lucky enough to be mentored by the best in New Zealand my whole career. I came up um, at the Herald under Tim Murphy, who was eventually editor and the editor in chief of the Herald. Yeah. Um, he was my my first real big boss. Yeah. And um, a guy, Jeremy Reese, um, who's still involved in journalism as well, was my first real chief reporter. Mm. Among others, you know, there's so many other names. Tony Wall, um, who's an investigative journalist now, he was, you know, an influence as a, as a um, police reporter. And Eugene Bingham, who's a great in, an investigative journalist, was an influencer there in my early in my early years as well, about being a Herald guy. And about, yeah, yeah. Um, Audrey Young and John Armstrong in the when I was down in the Parliament, two yeah. of the best political minds there are. Um, and then when I came over to TV, Duncan Garner and Mark Jennings. Yeah. Um, and if you look now, Tim Murphy and Mark Jennings were basically my editor and my head of news yeah. Yeah. across my New Zealand career. Yeah. They've got newsroom going. They're two of the totem um, poles or the mighty torturers of New Zealand journalism and if you think they were overarching based on my whole career yeah. um, and then there were other influences below so in that sense as a, as a you know I've, I've learned off the best yeah 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 across 20 years yeah it did, did you know what I mean it's only now really that there's not people mentoring that me that kind of yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and not, you've so Duncan leaves he tells you what about like you're already learning from him but what does he tell you about what he's doing and why he's leaving oh. does he say to you this is your job you need to apply or does he say don't fucking do this job at all but you still apply <laughs> like which is it no it was really in the old school TV3 days and it was shambolic and crazy yeah um what happened you know um the boss mark jennings came down and duncan said oh you know you're going to get promoted tomorrow and tvnz were interested guy on espinel was leaving and tvnz had started sniffing around getting me to come over there and um just oh just everything just just so much had changed so quickly it was so fucked up you know it was just like there was just an election campaign and it was the teapot tapes and Gunnar and I had been working together on that yeah it's just this massive explosion during that that was in um 2011 you know um John Key sat down with John Banks yeah. at that cafe yeah. right and then the tape was floating around out there and and um, there was this day Duncan confronted Key down here about what was on the tape. We'd heard what was kind of on it, you know. And um, the cops were involved and you couldn't play what was on it. And, and um, I was with John Banks, tracked him down and got him in Auckland Domain and had our transcript. And, I just just flipping this election campaign, just yeah, upside down, you know. And we were, we were staying at the Amora Hotel the night after the stories ran. You know, his story first, confronting Key and mine, confronting Banks, and no one could play these tapes and these secret tapes, and 
you know, Jesus. You know, you couldn't sleep. You know, you 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 you're off such a high. You can't you can't sleep for, for a day or two after that kind of thing. You know, and uh, you know after that, team is you. Oh, you know, a couple months later, guy I was leaving. Do you want to come here and 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 then you know, um, just came down to the deal in the day. Oh, do you want to be the political editor for TV Three? Yes, Duncan, Duncan's going to leave in six months, six or eight months' time. Oh, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> that was it. Um, what, how... Another, another, just another... Another chapter. Another, you know, massive change in my life. Yeah, yeah. Should it's we have so, started with, like, throwing questions to Trump and work backwards? I don't know. Do you want the big hit? of that or do you want the full story as a as a guy <laughs> you know like what do you want like as a guy who has been co-opted by the newspapers and tv um forces are you a guy who loves the long lead and the big story or do you want the impact do you want i mean yeah. what do you want you, do know, you want but... this to just do you want this part to just roll into it or do you want this to lead Oh, and then we go you know, back that's, through your... that's me, isn't it? It's, you, you know, it's just, it's my mind, isn't it? I know, like, that's what I've asked you, I love, do you know what I love about doing this? I love the long story. I love that this yeah. is not the 15-minute phone If I'd said to you, I'm working for a new paper and I need to call you up and talk to you for 20 minutes about what you do, we'd have hit all these spots so much quicker... Yeah. But it would be garbage. I really believe that. Yeah. And and you know that because you've had to do that. Yeah. You know? And I've had to do that with people and I'll still do it. You do it because you have to do it. Yeah. But there's something about like getting to the point when you get to the point with the backstory. The people that listen to this podcast are already invested in, I would hope, fuck 60 odd episodes deep in the idea that they're going to get the story eventually. They're going to wait for it. You know, and I like that, and I, I really like that we could take the time to pursue that and pull that out yeah. as it happens and when it happens. So I'm thinking like... Yeah, it's good because after 20 years in journalism, it's the first time I've ever fucking done anything like this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, come on. Like, so you, you start, I mean, you make a name for yourself as... What, what we've hopefully built up is this track record of you turning up and doing the work, which is something I fucking firmly believe in. Like, yeah, I know. And, and, you know, I hold musicians accountable to that in my line of work, and I like to think that, like, through look, my... Look, I like, I like to say something, you know, I've done the mahi. I've done the work. Exactly. Okay, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Not once, twice. Yeah. Look, I, you know, like, for me... I like to think that people believe that I've done the work and I put that out on my social media like I've interviewed this person, I'm listening to this, I'm reading this, I've done this and it's not for a pat on the back, the idea is like if you want to come along for the journey and believe the story you'll know that I've done this shit. That's how I work, like that's what I believe yes. in and I really support that about and I know because I know you as well as following your career as much as I have online and on TV when I watch it 
I know that you've done that work, like relative to who you are. You've done a hell of a lot more work than me, um, and it's you know it's 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 in your field. But like I understand that, like that's how I. So yeah. I, as I say, like I hold musicians. Yeah, I mean, like, I hold musicians and writers accountable to that. When I'm reviewing a book or an album or something, I, I want to think that I can see if they've fudged it, and I call them on it. But if I know they've done the work and it stands up. I celebrate that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm coming up 20 years of doing the mahi, you yeah, know, and yeah. um, 20 years of going in every day and being a tuner. Simple. Yeah. Punching the clock. Simple, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I've done it and I've loved every day of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been days when, I, you know, I've, I've hated and, and cried out of just sheer passion, you know. Mm. Like, you know, I remember we were on strike. Yeah, I, I hate to go backwards, but I remember going on strike at the Herald um, over pay conditions back in the early 2000s. Andrew Little led the strike actually from the EPM, the Engineers Union at that stage. Yeah. And I can remember being at Hamilton, I remember I cried when um, September 11 hit in the middle of the strike. Unfortunate fucking strike. <laughs> um, September 11 hits, you don't need yeah, any yeah. local journos, you know. And there was a local angle done by my current boss Adam Ray you know of a, a Hamilton guy having a hot dog and, <laughs> and, and you know Twin Towers going down and I cried that day because I was so frustrated that I couldn't do news I was just so frustrated that I couldn't do news um, you know I, I mean we, we could spend all fucking night mm. With me telling yarns yeah. about how much I love news. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, no, I know that about you. That's why I want to move through yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, other yeah. things I'm, you've I'm done. I'm boring I'm, you. No, no, I'm, you're not. You're not at all. I'm boring I, the fuck out of you. I know. I'm, I know this about you. But let's hit some of these things that. So like. Um, but 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 what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, not what I'm not, not trying to impress anything. It's 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 interesting. Like I, you know. You want to talk about these other things, but you know, for me, when I talk about myself, I want to talk about these things that no one ever listens to. These great yarns. No, that's what I want. Like, I want to talk to you about what you've experienced, particularly in the last few years in your job, because it's massive. Like, for all the people saying, "Oh, fuck him!" Like, you know, like he's like. I mean, I I I love that people will say to me. They don't know whether I know you or not, and people will say, "Patrick Gower, he's a right wing loony." Patrick Gower, he's a left wing loony. Rah, rah, rah. I love how you've positioned yourself with that. Like I've actually had people say to me, um, "Do you know what side of the field he plays?" And, yeah. I, and I always say, um, "Like I." I've always said, like, I like that he sort of has positioned himself as someone you can't quite read, because that's how it should be. Like, you should basically be neutral. Yeah, and that, a, and, that, and that was never deliberate, you know, and that's never been deliberate. Because I know how you positioned yourself as a, as a university student when I knew you. And, you know, like, I know exactly politically how you positioned yourself. And it was probably quite different to how I was then. And that's interesting, like, to me. But well, how, how was I? What, what? Well, I would have thought that you were, like, as left, just about as left as you could be. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, yeah. and I, 
I wouldn't say that I was a particularly left student. Like, I was probably quite right yeah. as a student, which is quite weird because I wouldn't say that I'm embarrassed about that now, but it's not how I fit now. But also, I don't like the whole you're left wing, you're right wing. I kind, no, of, feel, I kind I. of feel that's bollocks. Like, neither, neither do I. And I, I sort of feel like a healthy opinion grabs what, you know, bits and pieces from the two and. I am, I mean, I, I would happily go on the record as I'm doing now and say I'm quite embarrassed about this current government. I don't like how uh, yeah. how they run the country. Like, I mean, there's lots put, of things put, I don't, but that doesn't mean I'm anti right wing. I'm anti the current government, which is right wing. So if you want to read yeah, that. I mean, you know, for me, I don't know, whenever the journalism thing switched over, so did my politics. Um, something happened to me mm. bigger than me bigger than you know and it, it, it sounds so stupid but bigger than religion and like for me journalism was such a massive call and it was such a change in my life yeah that actually politics no I never even thought about politics just right everything went on the back burner for journalism went into the job just everything went yeah it was like a, it was like a switch was flicked, flicked in my life yeah in such a good way yeah because yeah. it gave me a driving force but you know politics went out the window then I became you know I mean um pure is one way to look at it mercenary is another way to look at it I just just, yeah. just all that mattered to me just I just don't even know how it happened all that mattered to me with journalism just, just everything just just overnight almost just there was just this this shutdown and um became became a driving force but let's talk about um some of these amazing things that you've done and seen that that, that people um have not that other people have not or they've experienced your version of it and they have whatever view they have of it but they don't have the backstory like let's talk about you holding a boom mic at Obama's feet. Yep, um, at the White House. Yeah, exactly at the yeah. White House. Like yeah, at the White House. Know, not you know. when he's visiting Wellington, but when you're visiting yeah. him in the White House, yeah. inside the White inside House, inside the White House, where very few, very few New Zealanders would have ever been. Yeah, and um, you know you're right, and. And and when you, I don't know. It's um, thank you for asking. <laughs> Look, I'm just waiting for the ghostwriter job yeah. you so that when you can finally, you know, like the whole you know, freelance thing will have paid off for me. <laughs> you're there, and um, it's such a funny experience. Uh, you know, you're like actually on this veranda on on the White House, right? And there's this big queue of people like I'm talking 100 people right and um, most of them are the day in day out boom operators or camera operators they go and they get something they feed it out to the world and then there's you know if if New Zealand's visiting there's some New Zealand guys and if if, um, Denmark's visiting there's some Danish dudes and Japan's coming you know so we're like those those, um, New Zealand guys that that day on the veranda and you queue up and 
and and then you literally get let in yeah. some French doors. Someone opens some French doors, right? Yeah. And you come cruising on in, <laughs> and you go into a lounge. It's like a lounge, yeah. you know, it's the the whatever wing or whatever. And Obama and that, that you know John Key are sitting there talking, and this is how they do something. And they have a photo shoot, and they'll say two or three things, you know. Obama will do this every day, you know. He'll do Japan, Denmark, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. And um, for Japan, Denmark, or for New Zealand our day, it is an absolutely massive moment. And um, you know, you get some advice because um, Duncan Garner and Guy Espiner had been there before, and they were like, "Yep, get to as close to the front of queue as you can. Mm. Get in, get low." have a boom so you can get yeah, the yeah. best audio you can yeah. um, which we don't usually use and um, you know all I remember is just the French doors opened and you just rushed in and you just actually physically get low onto the carpet yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean you like yeah, actually yeah. you know you can just find a pot you just you get in find your fiber. And, 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 and Ken and Obama are in front of you and yeah. you just get the boom out yeah. and stretch as you can yeah. and you're like right under them you know it's like What's your, I mean, and, then, and then they start up it's a performance you know they're like yeah. we've had a great meeting uh, John and I uh, about the TPP uh, about uh, security in the Pacific you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they just yeah. do this thing, and there's yeah. no no questions allowed. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no questions allowed. You know, you know, and, and, and but um, you know, I remember at the end to Obama, you know, I, I yelled something out from on the deck. I remember Corin Dan. Mm. I looked over; he was on the ground as well. Both of us sprawled, focused, <laughs> like like all blacks in a scrum. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and and um, opposite you know, just, you just fizzing out of your out of your <laughs> bloody brain you know yeah, key, yeah. And, and key is uh, you know everyone's just absolutely losing it you know yeah uh, the, you know the white house it's just such a huge sort of thing and you're there you know just just dive down and you god barging your things out you know and it's just like um um i remember asking obama because we went in iraq at that time we're about to go back in against isis um you know, do you want, um, you know, do you want New Zealand support? You know, it's not, not like, you know, it's like, do you want New Zealand support? And <laughs> in, in Iraq, he's like, we like New Zealand support and a whole range of events. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like bailed, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's that, mate. You know, I won't be back there on the deck again uh, with Trump or whatever. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but um, you know, well, you were because you went back for the. Oh, I went into the White House, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you and went into and, 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 and the White House, you know, like that's the maker in a way. Like. Yeah, that's the ultimate. That's 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 the you know the world symbol for now of of yeah, yeah. democracy and and um, for all it's like for whatever people yeah. read on that like as a journalist trying to communicate this and feed this back that's yeah. that's like the ultimate right like that is about as yep. it's one of the into the things. one of the ultimate things like you you have your own personal things which are perhaps yeah. less significant than what people are wanting but and, in terms and, of and, a significant and, thing that's and, it and it's been interesting yarning to you because you know none of these things are sort of front and center to me 
Really? Like, well, no, you know, like going to the White House and stuff like that, they're not. And um, they should be. It's just the job. They should be, you know. You're desensitised in the sense that that's just work. Like, I've got to file a report and it's going to come from... Well, and, and, and you never reflect... Yeah, there's never no, any I time to that. reflect, I and that. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I should, I should on on these things, you know. I should sit. So back you go back over for Trump's um, campaign. You're yep. there following the. He's now the president, but you get. I was there early, mate. I was you're there, there early, like I was. I was there on Super Tuesday when he was an outside chance. Yeah. And, uh, we and took no a, one's gonna. We took a punt. We took a punt to go over and just for coverage. Just and, to get it, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, he won Super Tuesday. Yeah. That was a year ago, just over yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And he was an outside chance, and it was, it was really just, oh, yeah, there's in New Zealand flights to Houston, <laughs> they're not too much, and, um, it's worth a part. There was the debate, and there was a debate in Houston that you could get to, and, um, you know, I just kind of thought it through and put it to the bosses, and they were like, yeah, get over there. Heads up. Next minute he won Super Tuesday. Yeah, you know he kicked ass in the debate that we were there for, and then he and then he won Super Tuesday three days later, and um, you know um, got to interview him a couple of times on, got so to you speak to him a couple of times on that trip. You chuck a question at him, yeah, and he, and he grabs it like he he goes. Yeah, well, well, you know. After this first debate, which was in mm. Houston, um, yeah. which is a couple of days, the Super Tuesday debate for Republican contenders, you know, um, there's a mixed room or a media scrum. It's just, it's literally just a barrier, and um, registered media are allowed to stand along it, and 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 he came out and spoke to you know a, a, a scrum of media in New Zealand. Maybe you got 10, 15, you know, Parliament. Over the I guess there's 50, hmm. and then he moved out of that scrum and came into a free area, which was straight into my line of sight. You know, hmm. Hmm. which is where I said, "Have you got anything to say in New Zealand?" Um, and he said, "Say hi to Bob Charles." Yeah, <laughs> which was just massive. Yeah, um, to actually get a question. Yeah, yeah, and to get a response from to get the a question. question and a response. Yeah, is, you know, is massive of what you're to, doing to get there to from New Zealand and yeah. get a question and a response at that point. When remember, at that point, just over a year ago, he was not a chance to become president of the United yeah. States. He was not even a chance to become. He was a joke. He was. He was a joke. He was an outsider. And whatever anyone least. says as a joke as a president. You know, like that's yeah. completely different from where he was at a year ago, where it was like you're not even in the running. Right? Yeah, we could all right. say he's a joke as a president, but that's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but this ride was starting then, right? And um, and then it, it came at a MediaWorks was absolutely in, in in a state of fucking turmoil, and it was yeah. the best fucking thing that could have happened to me. Yeah, because I was over there and. When we were flying over, the boss of uh, news, Mark Jennings, had yeah, quit. I was just going to say he, that. He, he'd just... actually quit when we were on the way, right? And all this, um, all this inner turmoil's going on, and righty, righty, right. No one gave a fuck about old Paddy Gower um, <laughs> sitting over there. So when I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind going down to, I wouldn't mind going up to, up to Austin to see a Donald Trump rally. Yeah. No one questioned whether I was going up there, you know, there's some money being spent. 
and uh, you know got to see this Donald Trump rally and this amazing movement that was starting you know yeah. after winning this debate and then I was like oh we might as well go down to Florida and um, rang a couple of bosses none of them actually answered because they're so busy kind of dealing with all the fallout at home yeah. I was like oh well we'll go down to Florida yeah next minute we were at Mar-a-Lago um, Donald Trump's getaway yeah and then um, inside it for his post Super Tuesday press press, conf- press conference, yeah, um, which where he agreed to take some questions, you know, and somehow we lucked our way in, sitting there with all the best Junos from America, all you know, and mm. um, actually very few foreign Junos were in there, and where that had made us luck in sweets was, oh shit, we're down here. Um, we asked to get in there, oh, we're allowed, you know, and, and I remember I deliberately filled in as newshub.com, you know, I didn't want any .nz or anything, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, maybe that'll just, you know, <laughs> let's get through, yeah. and I remember I got allowed in, my camera operator didn't, and I said, let's just queue up first and try and sweet talk our way in, I remember we're queuing up in this place in Florida, beautiful heat, and um, Trump's, it's Trump's um, country club and mansion, and there were about, no shit, 100 satellite trucks trying to wow. get in at the same time. Yeah. Which meant we went up with my camera operator, and Sweet took him in, and there was literally this satellite truck going, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, that, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, like, yeah, I'm the guy from New Zealand, and this is my camera operator. He hasn't signed up. He's like, come on through, come on through. Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah, yeah. massive pressure, this wave just meant wow. we, were, we were ushered in. Mm. And then we, we got in, took front row seats, mm. and um, and and we're like, yep, you can't leave. You'll never get back in. And we're just going to sit here, you know, six, seven, eight hours until Trump arrives after the results of Super Tuesday through. Mm. In his white and gold ballroom at um, at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> yeah, State, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we did, which we did, wow. and um, there we were, and the press conference started, and I remember Trump came in, and the room was packed out, all the best guys were there, CNN, NBC, ABC, you name it, all yeah. of their best correspondents were there, and they were pretty pumped. Yeah. Um, the only other foreign Juno I knew that was there was from BBC, you know, which has got the closest relationship. He's probably the biggest deal. There was heaps of big deal Junos in there, and I was sitting next to him actually, and, and somehow we'd snuck our way in there, and you know I wasn't content with just being there. Eh? I, I I I I I wanted to, I wanted Get to, yep. Yeah. And yeah. the press conference started, and and um, I remember I was holding my notebook in my hand because I wanted him to see my hand if he could. Yeah. I wanted something extra. Yeah. I didn't want to just wave. Yeah. And I remember both of us went up, me and the BBC guy that was next to me, both of us were up on our feet. And I remember Trump said, that guy, <laughs> to the right. I remember him saying, to the right, and I was standing to the right of this guy. And that was it called. He dropped down. And then I remember saying to Trump, um, we've heard a lot about, you know, what kind of president you'd be for the United States. Um, but uh, what kind of president would you be for the world? You know, what kind of president would you be for the world? 
and he went on this massive rambling two minute like his answer literally took two minutes yeah oh yeah no talking yeah. about infrastructure i think he talked about roads oh, that yeah. used to, we, we haven't got enough roads in your united states but when we build yeah, them they're gonna build, be really great yeah, we're gonna build them great yeah. and um and 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 it ended by saying i'm gonna be a great president for the world even you even you even you yeah. will be proud of me yeah. and uh, i remember sitting back down and and um Oh, you know, I mean, it, 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 it was a huge feeling to have traveled from New Zealand to, to have lobbied there, to, 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 to take the risk to go yep. to Florida, to get through the gates into Florida, into his place, into the press conference, to get into the press conference, get a seat, get a seat, yeah. get a chance to ask a question, get a question, and then make to, it hurt. To, 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 to you know, and this is before he became. You know, no one knew he was going to become president. Yeah. No one and believed then, it and then, until and then, and then, and then, and then, and then to hit with a with with a with a question. And I remember I sat down, and and obviously my phone went ballistic. Erupt. Yeah, it. You know, like it just. You know, yeah. just twenty, thirty text messages, yeah. Twitter. You know, hundreds mm. of things of people seeing it because you know this is a live press conference type thing. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I remember, you know, you take a bit of a moment, you know, you just, I don't know, you just, I knew something special had happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew, I just, just, you yeah. know, and, 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 and I remember I was sitting next, the BBC guy that had been requesting next to me and... Michelle Fields, who um, she got sacked by um, Breitbart News mm. after the guy that's now the advisor of Steve Bannon. Um, yeah, Steve Bannon was the, you know, of Breitbart, people mm. who know all this. She was next to me on the other side. I didn't know that at the time that what would happen to her. And, you know, you just, I guess I just had a moment of, of you know, I knew what had happened. Yeah. Um, you know, I just asked the question Donald Trump on the international stage and been a good one and... <laughs> And it hit. And it and, hit. And, and, and got I hadn't your, fucked it up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. And so you, you mentioned a while, like a while back, you talked about your mum never getting to see this aspect of you, essentially. Yeah. Um, do you, what is your relationship like? I, I know your relationship with your father is close, it always has been. What's your relationship with your father like around stuff like this? Is he second on the phone? No, he's not. And or are uh, you first on the phone to him to say? No, no. Well, how does um, that work? No, and um, that just hasn't been part of it. Mm. That just hasn't been part of our relationship, and that—that's no criticism of my dad, mm. and um, um, that's no sort of me. He's never been like a a driving force kind of, you know, Venus Williams or yeah. dad on the sideline of rugby or <laughs> the guy you could never satisfy or he's just been there as a loving father. He loves me. And, so you uh, have that connection. You don't have to. He, he's never been there. As you don't have to of, filter in the stuff that I've done. No, he's never. No. He's never asked. For anything or demanded anything, or, mm, mm. and at the same time, you know, um, um, maybe he's been a bit, 
bit slow on the feedback side. So when you do do something like what I just <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, yeah, exactly, because that's not something. Yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at. That's not something that just anyone does. No, it's like you, you are know, finite. <laughs> in, and in and um and yes, yeah, so 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 while he's he's you know um yeah when you know and that's the weird thing about it really is like you push yourself to that actually you're out, out, out of your zone mm. and and actually no one really pats you on the back not even your own dad yeah yeah whereas if you'd scored a try for the All Blacks against fucking Fiji in 130 <laughs> fucking 6 nil win the whole country would be fucking up your ass and yeah. your old man yeah yeah if you could find but, it yeah yeah, yeah yeah if you could find it without, um, find it without so many people so what it. about the like the the complete flip side yeah. of chucking questions to Trump and Obama as actually being out in the war zone that, that the likes of them create yep and John Key you know and you've been there yep. and been in that what is what can you tell me about that been to Afghanistan and to Iraq correct um, and um, both times able to able to learn an absolute fucking shitload about um, um, about the world um, in those places um, you did some stuff from the essentially from the battlefields where you were operating as a essentially a one man gang like you've been your own damn near your own like going back before your political reporter of three years I'm thinking well when I first went to Afghanistan yeah um took a took a bloody um uh, long before winning TV literally took a sort of eight nine hundred dollar yeah video camera yeah and filmed some video over there yeah you yeah. know like out of planes and stuff and yeah and brought that back and uh you know um that wasn't any sort of forecast but you know like going to you know i remember going to afghanistan and just shitting myself even though i was you know i was not like some war correspondent you know with, with you know going over the guys of the american government type thing mm. and um same with going to iraq when i you know few people would know that I lost my passport on the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, they're, they're like, being, you know, go, go into those places like going to outer space. It's, it, 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 you know, like... We can't comprehend it because yeah. all we get is headlines telling us the political impact of this stuff, but you've actually been there and seen... Yeah, well, when you just go to a fucking place on the other side of the fucking world and, you know, in the case of Afghanistan, you know, you're in Kabul, which is the capital city, and mm. there's just this massive sort of green zone kind of area. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of US troops kind of run out of there. Mm. Mm. It's just like... You can't actually. What the fuck is this place? You can't, you can't yeah. get your head around it. You've never yeah. seen anything like yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it's like when you go to China for the first time, or you know, and your and your mind's kind of blowing. It's sort of different again. And 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 Iraq's the same. You know, like um, going to Iraq, I um, left my passport behind in the 
in the safe in my hotel room. Yeah. Before the plane was due to fly out, thinking there was no customs at a military airport. And um, I can remember being in there and talking to John Key, and we were all waiting to go through. And the guy goes, Okay, so we'll go through. Remember, there's customs because um, we are leaving the country, and they'll just check your passports. <laughs> and we go, My uh, <laughs> passport's in the safe. Back at. Uh, back in Dubai, which was 40 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just said to the guy, I remember I turned to the guy next to me, he was an army guy, I said, There's an emergency. My passport's in the safe back in Dubai. And he just goes, okay, go, get in the car, get it. And we went off this secret base that we were on, which yeah. is actually a secret base outside of Dubai. Yeah. And the guy said, the thing is, you signed in to get in here, you've got no, once you go out, you've got no way of getting in here. I, I've got a sort of constant pass, you don't. So even if we get back and get your passport, you might not get back in through this gate. <laughs> So we fucking went in, we went back, you know, and, um, this, you know, this army guy drove me in 150k, 150k back, 150k an hour, you know, Yeah. and, um, then we got to this gate and the, they'd been saying on the phone, now the plane's got to go, because the prime minister had to meet the president of Iraq, which, yeah. you know, I totally agree with, he's got to go. Yeah. So plane went got to the gate they wouldn't let me through anyway I've missed it so here I am in Dubai flying all the way around Prime Minister on a secret trip that no one knows about into Iraq and I've missed it <laughs> yeah you know so I jump in the back of the back of the car and um oh you know I've got to ring my boss back in Auckland Mark Jennings <laughs> sorry but <laughs> I did Pretty this. hard thing to do, eh? And um, uh, the Prime Minister's DPS or the police officer that bodyguard him. And, yeah. And it was actually too hot to get outside of the car to make, you know, that's how hot it is there. And, and then I just remember thinking, oh, these guys, you know, they've looked after Helen Clark and John Key, they've heard it all, these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I rang my boss and, um, oh, I was pretty emotional. Um, because I felt like I'd let a lot of people down mm. and not just the money to get over there and failing to deliver FTD and TV3 was going through a hard time at the time and I I didn't want to be yeah part of that part like of Patrick Hours left his passport and <laughs> in, in his in his hotel safe and missed <laughs> the trip and you know I and it wasn't it wasn't really about me and missing the trip and I didn't want to be another news story. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. But and so I was pretty gutted. Yeah. Anyway, I went back and went out to lunch with a friend, you know, I couldn't I was fucking out of a tree, came for lunch, you know, and like so gutted and then went to the beach to try and relax as if you could do that came back drinking in the hotel and then then um 
I was like, oh, I remember saying to the receptionist, oh, what a crap day, I've got to go to sleep, I missed my flight with the New Zealand Prime Minister, and she goes, oh, he's just booked back in, um, I have a booking here for him. Yeah. This, and I was like, no, you don't, he's gone, he's in Iraq, he's coming back tomorrow, no worries, you've got the days confused as everyone does, because he's only going to be over there one day. And then, you know, I went up to my room and kind of semi-crashed phone rings it was only a couple of hours later Prime Minister's press secretary I was like he shouldn't even have his phone like they left, we left all this here yeah he just goes Patty it's your fucking lucky day <laughs> I was like what he's like sandstorm we couldn't get into Iraq we've fucking spent a whole day there we've just flown black we've just flown back we're in Dubai we're gonna have another go tomorrow you can come back again yeah <laughs> and I remember I jumped up my undies like I'd won the world cup yeah yeah you know like I'd won the fucking world yeah. cup <laughs> um, and then there I was you know the next day I was actually fresher than them because I'd spent spent a day at the beach yeah yeah I was actually fresher than those guys when we went back into Iraq um yeah, I don't even know where the story's going. Well, I want to know, like, what... Well, what, what, what am I even trying to achieve here? Well, you tell me, but I want to know, like, what it's been like for you dealing with these situations, talking to heads of state, visiting war-torn areas, like, being on the political tip of whatever's going down whether it's the beehive or externally like how do you deal with that and like how do you like it's one way to report it but how do you unpack from that and I get the rush of journalism about you I've always understood you don't, you that don't, you don't unpack mate you don't unpack you keep going yeah I mean it's not it's you know you're not a brain surgeon or a trauma surgeon or mm-hmm. you're a, or a sniper or you know, you, in, in the end, you're a political journalist, and ultimately, it's just, you know, you are seeing things that, you know, when you look back, they history, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Iraq, Afghanistan, Obama, Trump, um, um, Hillary Clinton, you know, fuck, you know, um, I've seen, you know, Xi Jinping in China. Uh, you know, speaking at the start of his presidency, you know, it's going to last tw- 10 years or, or, or whatever it is, however long mm. those guys stay in. Um, yeah, you don't unpack, you just move on. It's but just, what about, like, you go from that to something like The Nation that hits in the weekend, live TV show, um, where you are essentially like unpacking details from the week and hitting people up and interviewing them like how do you, how do you like what is the impetus to keep doing it beyond a paycheck like what do you get from it how do you approach it like do you know what I get from it information I love getting yeah. info I yeah. love learning stuff yeah yeah like yeah like fuck mate i would not do it for a paycheck yeah um just wouldn't i'm 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 lucky enough to be one of those you know because i see so many of them that are driven by more than a paycheck yeah, yeah. Cause it, I'm, I'm i'm lucky enough to get 
a decent paycheck for what I do. Yeah. Lucky enough to have got to that point. It's not mega bucks or anything, and it could 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 literally end fucking tomorrow. Yeah. And um, and maybe it will. Who knows? But yeah, oh, information really. Just learning stuff about things that matter to Kiwis. Yeah. Fuck, that keeps me going. What do you want to go and do with this? Like, what do you want to do, like, that you're not doing now? Nothing. But how long can you keep doing what you're doing? Well, I I can keep doing it in different versions of, you know, like, 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 you know, and, and it's... It's like you see a rugby player that just can't leave the club, and you think, you know, I used to I used to look at look at rugby guys, and you go, oh yeah, so they play rugby, and then they play rugby overseas, and they come back here, and then they're assistant coach, then they're coach, and then they're president of the club, or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know, I just to kind of look back on that as some kind of failing. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm forty, and I don't because I'm kind of like. Well, actually... Yeah, the rugby, rugby coach in news. Yeah, I'd like to be the rugby coach in news. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like to be the club coach. Or, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And if it finishes up, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I'd like to do it outside of work or or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, and, um, and the truth is, um, with a lot of what I'm doing now, you know, it's not, not about me anymore. I've got a team under me and... and it's not always about, it's not always about me anymore or what or what have you you know yeah. so yeah, what do I do with all of it man I just keep going because well, this is this has changed my life sweet man so yeah. why would I ever give up something that has had such a positive force on me what does matter to you like what are you what drives you and what matters to you about who you are and what you're doing. Connecting, connecting with Kiwis, connecting with uh, with people, um, being there for them, you know, um, being there for them without any massive pat, pats on the back or whatever, but just having, having been there, uh, being there for 20 years, um, doing, doing things by, a, you know, what's becoming an increasingly ancient code of journalism, <laughs> yeah. and um, and doing things by the book, and, and 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 not being anything flashy, but just by being there for Kiwis and and being there for the people, doing something that that's important, yeah, and enjoying it on the way and uh, along the way, like like everyone should do, enjoy their job. Yeah, that sounds it's not high mighty or, or anything. But, yeah, yeah. But being there for people and being there for Kiwis. Well, I want to. Um, I, I want. I mean, I want to thank you as a as a friend. Um, I feel very proud to know you, and then as someone who is very vaguely associated with what you're doing in terms of journalism I've always seen you as a, an influence an influential person an influence on me as someone who gets out and does the work 
Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sincerely very proud to know you. I'm sure I've told you that before off tape, but I wanted to tell you that yeah, now. Yeah, thank you, and vice versa, son, vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't want anyone, you know, I'm not... Yeah, I never... I, I don't know, I never wanted any of these things that... You know, people knowing you and, you know... That's the baggage that comes with it, right? Like, in a way, like, that's... You know, you can't avoid it. You can't say you don't like it because that instantly puts people at odds with you, but it's not what you're about. Like, what you're about is delivering a... A um, well, it's a product. News is a product, and what you're doing, particularly the, the 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 style of news that you're delivering in journalism, is a product. But even if you choose to still see it as some pure f- form of journalism, the baggage that comes with it is the audience and their expectations and their understanding of it and you can't ever be pre- like no amount of journalism school ever prepares you for that yeah and you know in the end it's you know the journalist doesn't have any power or the people that the facts have got the power yeah. you know like the you know yeah I, I, it, you know it's been weird dealing with all that kind of stuff yeah. And actually, it's really vastly complicated kind of set of things, and you know, kind of boring and and um, and self-interested. It's just just so fucked. So let's see, not something more positive. Well, how long can you see? <laughs> I don't know if this is more positive. How long can you see yourself doing like outside of whatever dictates when this begins and ends? How long can you see yourself sustaining what you're doing? Like, cause you work, oh. you work fucking hard. Oh. Is, is my no. understanding. No, but I can I can do it forever. I'll go to the end, and um, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll take some um, I'll take some people with me. I'll um, I'll get some I'll get some I'll get some Juno's careers up and running uh, that are working with me at the moment and more. Um, through some through some hard times for the media is is what's happening and um, you know then um, I'll have a few good years of me after that and then the thing about journalism you come back and you be a writer and a reviewer and all that sort of thing which is which is um, well, don't be a reviewer yeah no, well, yeah it's not yeah. a good idea no no I'm gonna go all the way I'm gonna go all the way well, that's my goal like of anyone I've ever asked that about doing this sort of work I totally believe you yeah like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it and that, that's it for me why why would I ever give up on something that has given me so much why 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 would I ever change something that has opened so much to me yeah. why, why would I ever turn away from from that at, at this point in someone's life? Like, it's everything for me. Like, it is everything for me. He sticks to his guns. He takes the road as it comes. He takes the shine off his shoes. He says it's a shame, you know, and maybe again. But I won't play. Oh.
Yeah, she's telling that he's crazy For gambling with his life But he climbs on his horse You know we feel no remorse He just kicks it alive Tell him that he's crazy